Hi, Hannah here. Welcome to Sunday Chops. This week I was lucky enough to grab half an hour with Kira Donlan, businesswoman and inventor and the founder of Fair Healthcare, whose revolutionary bamboo bras are helping women who are recovering from breast cancer. They also talked about Kira's experiences as a woman in the world of business, her tips for any other women thinking of dipping their toe in and starting their own company, and repeal the eighth. Um, so tuck in until next week. Hi, I'm here in the Marleybone Hotel with Kira Donlan from Thaya Healthcare, businesswoman, inventor, and now Cartier Laureate. Yes. Hey, lovely to be here. Thank you very much. I might start with what I think is one of the most interesting things about your story is that you were well, made redundant and then it kind of changed your life Yeah. for the positive. Absolutely. I know a lot of people that that's happened to. I actually think that quite often people think that redundancy, in fact, it's happened to me, redundancy is going to be the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. And actually sometimes it's the thing that opens up a whole range of opportunities for you. Yeah, because it was, it was in the, the beginning of the, the recession, so 2009. It was voluntary redundancy. Um, yeah, that's exactly what yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> and I like grasped it with both hands because yeah. I'd always wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. And I just had no idea what I wanted to do. And you have a little parachute with money. as a, a, Exactly. A, a, yeah. Exactly. You've got a bit of a safety net. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of interesting how it all happened. I, when I left, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And the village that I'm from in Dublin is called Ranala. And I was buying a pair of shoes in the local shoe shop and the lady said to me, um, we were chatting and it turned out that she was a solicitor. And I was like, how did you end up like in a shoe shop? So we started chatting about that and long story short, I was telling her I want to do something, no idea what I want to do. And she was like, this village needs a lingerie shop. And I was like, okay. Now I had no kids at this point, but I had had women on my team in my previous job that had been pregnant and had serious problems getting decent lingerie. So the idea went from there. I did my market research out in the streets of Ranala, went to a bank in 2010 and asked them for money and they gave it to me. Wow. 50%. I actually ended up opening the, the cupcakes lingerie, it was called, right next to the bank, which was kind of interesting. And yeah, and like literally like profitable the first year because the, the area that I had the shop in, it's an affluent area of Dublin. So there was a lot of yummy mummies basically. And I did a lot of maternity and nursing. And that is how it led to Thaya Healthcare. So basically when I was in there, I had a lot of women who'd had breast cancer and they were willing to buy maternity or nursing bras because they could not find anything that was just comfortable, pretty and supportive for yeah. post-op. Like it's just, like for me, I, w- I just didn't get it. I was like, what do you mean you can't find this? And then when I started looking into it, the fact that they actually were willing to put on a nursing and maternity bra because you can be left infertile after the treatment is like a totally different issue that they were so desperate that they were yeah. going to buy them. So then I started looking into the market and realized that my now competitors um, were making the breast forms. So they were making the prosthetics and the bras were secondary. So it wasn't the woman or the person, the customer at the center of it. It was their product that they wanted something to hold it up. Basically, yeah. I have some experience of this as well. My mum my had breast cancer last year. She's, she's okay, okay now. Great. We should have come to you because yeah. you have a whole range, don't you? We do, we do, yeah. And I, I suppose our main differences from anybody else in the market is the fact that we went out and interviewed 80 breast cancer survivors in the UK and Ireland. We did the two countries because I wanted to see whether there was a difference yeah. actually. There wasn't, but there was a similarity in that all of them were saying the pain of immediately post-op 
and that kind of first year when you're trying to recover and you understand that with your mum so they have to try and get their head around it their self-esteem they don't feel feminine necessarily depending on what operation they've had an awful lot of it can be psychological and they don't want to share that with their families because they feel their families are going through enough it's typical yeah. women trying to be oh. really strong for everybody else Absolutely. Yeah, so. and not really thinking about themselves okay. so we listen to them and we kind of designed, the products are all designed with them at the center. So it's kind of simple stuff, no seams, no tags, no labels, front opening, front adjustable, all made from bamboo, which I'll talk about um, later on and pretty enough. So my, my gran, um, Rose Donlan, she had a double mastectomy, like in Ireland in the 1970s, when um, that wasn't a good time to have breast cancer in Ireland. And she didn't even talk about it. She used to say she had cysts removed from her breast. She definitely couldn't get bras in the country. We actually used, my aunt has told me she used to order them in from the UK, but she survived it. So kind of to honor her, all of our products have roses in them. There's a wild rose and everything. So I've kind of immortalized my granny as well as nice. part of the brand, which is, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm pleased about that. So we've kind of, we've made it as kind of nice as we can. Yeah. I mean, they are still post-operative, so. Well, they are, they are functional as well as, yeah. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah. They have to be, yeah. So tell me, why bamboo? So all of the women that we interviewed all talked about itchy, scratchy, sweaty, uncomfortable bras and they're on hormones. So like they're sweating profusely on top of the itchy, scratchy, yeah. uncomfortable bras and 24 seven in them for six weeks. So again, I kind of was like, this is weird. Are they not made from cotton? So went and had a look and actually I only found one bra from our, all of our competitors that had any cotton in it. Most of them were polyester, nylon, man-made materials, which I couldn't get my head around either. So I went looking for something better than cotton. That was kind of my goal and came across bamboo in a natural fabrics book. And like it said, it's all these amazing things like antibacterial, absorbent, UV resistant, thermally regulating, hyperallergenic, like wonder material. And like you'll find socks and bed sheets that say all that stuff, but I couldn't find any proof anywhere that this had actually been scientifically looked at. So I knew that I wanted to sell to health boards. Like I knew I wanted to get into hospitals because I needed to get to the women like at the surgery part as opposed to afterwards. Um, so I went to UCD, which is a university in Ireland and spoke to a great cancer biologist, showed her our products. She loved the idea. So she helped us find an oncology nurse who did her research masters with us. Um, for two years and um, because Claire was an oncology nurse actually it was fantastic because we tested our bamboo material mix against the two most commonly found bacterias found in breast wounds after surgery and our bamboo material mix came back 93 and 97% resistant to the growth of that bacteria. Wow. That's our big difference so that's that's really what makes us different is the fact that I proved that the bamboo does actually heal you it's it's so interesting isn't it because women's health has just for so many years just not been considered not been looked at i actually recently read a study i can't remember where it was from now actually they were talking about um it was in america and it was about gps visits to gps and men's pain was believed four yeah. times before women's or something yeah. like that and i was flabbergasted so yes you're totally right like i know a fair few surgeons who are very good surgeons but their view is well i've gotten rid of the cancer so my job is over yeah. now and and i and i've also met lots of surgeons who feel very differently but it's that part you have to look after them and make them feel good like the care yeah. continues after the surgery 
And the faster you can get a woman feeling better again, well, actually, in the long run, the better it is for the yeah, health service definitely. as well, you know. But it's more short-term view. Uh, quite a few, they look at it short-term rather than long-term, which is why I did the study as well, because I wanted to be able to go in to doctors and not get sniggered at when I said, I've got a natural material yeah. that's going to make you your patients heal faster. And now they, they see it with their own eyes. Like we've had some amazing feedback from patients. I mean, our, our, our testimonials kind of talk for themselves, but even from the doctors and nurses, like no open wounds after 10, at the 10 day checkup, like bruises disappearing, mold infections clearing up under breasts, um, any skin disorders that are like rashes or whatever, yeah. like with prolonged wear of our brows, they're gone. Yeah, we should all have one. <laughs> well, I was just wondering that. Is there a benefit to people to be wearing one just ge- just generally? Yeah. Wire is becoming a bad word in lingerie. Like, they're kind of realising that it's not really very good for us to wear wire. Now, I, I still do because I need to. Um, but, but definitely to have a bra like that that is unwired for comfort and is made of a natural material, if you, if you do have any sensitivities or anything, it will definitely make you feel better. Because it's 60% more absorbent than cotton as well, because we tested that as well. So if you're doing any exercise or if you're just living in a hot climate or if it's sunny, it's a good thing to have in your wardrobe, I suppose. I, I saw it described somewhere as like an armchair for your boobs. I just loved that. <laughs> when that was Sharon is her name, one of um, one of our customers said that. I just thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I've, we've had hug and a bra, but armchair for your boobs yeah. was the best I've ever heard. Yeah. Say healthcare began in a. So we're three years trading. We're just three years. You're just three we're years three trade. years at the end of February. I need to ask you, Thayer wasn't your first choice for a name, was it? No, it wasn't. So that's a bit of a story. <laughs> so I wanted, after I interviewed all the women, I was just humbled by how strong they were. So I wanted something to reflect female strength. My background is marketing. So with the marketing hat on, I was like, I was looking at short names, goddesses is what yeah. I wanted. And I chose Isis. Not a great choice. So originally it was called you Isis alone Rose. With that, I have to say, I think it caused a lot of people a lot of bother. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, actually, an article was done um, on me, and my gran ended up in the newspaper because of it. Actually, because it was Isis Rose is what I call the company, and there were a lot of companies that were called Isis something, and some of them didn't change their name, but I did. Yeah. And actually, it was interesting. I was going in to meet the lingerie buyers in House of Fraser for the first time. And I decided on the Thursday and I had the meeting on the Monday that I was going to rebrand. Found Thea and I actually much prefer it. Thea is a Hindu goddess, but I actually, it's gentler. I actually prefer the, um, how it sounds as well. And when I went in to meet the House of Fraser buyers and we, we um, work with them now and our stuff does great with them. They were like, oh my God, thank you. Like we loved your stuff, but we were getting, we were getting like slightly nervous about what it was called. But I mean, obviously when I started ISIS, as we now know ISIS, they hadn't, they hadn't appeared, but we changed within a couple of months of, of ISIS um, coming on the scene. It's unusual to have your brand named after a terrorist organization. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are in House of Fraser. We are. You are also a stockist at- for the NHS? Yes, we're yeah. an improved supplier of the NHS. Yeah, so um, we're, we're online with House of Fraser and we're in six other stores now. So they're beginning to roll us out nationwide um, in the UK. And yeah, NHS, you can find us in a lot of NHS hospitals. I suppose it depends on your hospital, whether or not they, um, on the trust, whether or not they have bras that they stock. But sometimes they'll recommend them. And we're in, I think, all of the private hospital groups in the UK now. We supply most of them. 
Um, oh, that's excellent. It is, and a great website as well, which you may or may not have heard, heard of, called Live Better With. It's it's for people who just have had any form of cancer. It's a great idea, actually. They're another startup like us. They they stock us online as well. Um, but I really like I like that idea. Like it's kind of it's everything that you might need if you're going through something like this is there as well so um so we're kind of grown in the uk and in, uh, we're on amazon as well yeah yeah and and in europe and in america yeah we are america is our we set our sights in the states now so we've just recently gotten our first us distributor um our our actual products work extremely well also for plastic surgery even though they weren't designed for that but it's the same needs really if you're having plastic surgery so We've actually gotten a, a US distributor focusing on plastic surgery first. Okay. Um, but it's the market that I that I'm kind of looking to develop. In Ireland, which is kind of interesting, every lady who's had breast cancer gets two free bras every year, paid for by the state. Oh, really? And they get a breast form every two years, paid for by the state. And that is not the case in any other country that we're in. So like we're in Canada and Portugal, Australia, South Africa, France. Ireland is the only company, country I've come across that does that, um, which is lovely actually. Like it's kind of like, we do appreciate you, our yeah, ladies who have been through something terrible. Not every woman will want to necessarily have have a reconstruction yeah. or some will stay with the, with the breast form. I don't know what your mum did. Oh, well she actually had her, had her lump removed she had a lumpectomy uh, yeah okay. had a lumpectomy but the problem was she had constant infections in the wound she would have really benefited from yeah from our products that's the story of my life actually that, I, find, I discovered mad. things um, about six months too late <laughs> I should have been googling this back in um, <laughs> back in the end of uh, 2016 um, you have won a lot of awards I've won a few yes I have I, th I think the one I'm most proud of is the is the Cartier Award though because that's for social entrepreneurs and to have a brand like Cartier do an award like this is pretty amazing as well and I I, I last year I became Cartier a laureate for Europe and 1800 of us applied worldwide and 18 of us were chosen so three from each continent they split Africa in two and they brought us to Singapore for a week uh, this time last year last April and literally like worked us seriously hard for a week in INSEAD, which is a business school. And at the end of that week, we had to present to me to the European jury. So like your entrepreneurs or business people or whatever. And then they, they chose one out of the three. So I won for Europe, um, which was amazing. So it was prize money, um, $100,000, which was fantastic for the company. And also like continued support. I got a mentorship from from them and I also got did a social entrepreneur entrepreneur course in INSEAD in Fontainebleau in Paris as well in November all of us back together again actually and that's amazing network I must say like on, being an entrepreneur can be quite lonely and all of a sudden I have these 17 women around the world who we have a whatsapp group and we literally just support each other all the time and They've helped me with everything from like doing presentations to getting advice and investors and we just support each other now and it was great to win but like I was flabbergasted by the talent in that group. Yeah. Even this year it's even more amazing actually the women that they've chosen for Cartier. Um, so I've kind of stayed, yeah I, I'm still involved with them, like I, I talk quite a bit um, for Cartier initiatives and stuff as well, I really enjoy it.
I'd love to be a judge. Well, well it's, a, it's a tough old business, business, yeah. but for, especially for women. I mean, the numbers of women in high positions in business is ridiculous. Yeah, tell me about it. Like, actually, it's interesting you should say that because um, I'm actually raising money at the moment. So Series A is what it's called. So like three to five million, basically. I thought it would be pretty straightforward. I was very optimistic about it. And it's interesting because only 2.2% of all venture capital money goes to women worldwide. 2%? 2. 2.2. 0.2. Don't forget that. <sighs> 0.2. And there's only 8% of, of venture capitalists that are female. So 92% of them are men. So chances are you walk into that room, it's going to be a room full of men. And especially for my type of products, you mentioned earlier that I changed from Thea Lingerie. And that was one of the reasons I changed because I was being thought of in a certain way because I had lingerie in my title. Like it was a less yeah. earnest business venture. Yeah. yeah. And kind of giggles and stuff. And it was like, these are not sexy red bras, lads. Yeah. They're, this is serious. Like it's a healthcare, it's a medical device. Yeah. But I actually changed it for, for that reason because it was I, was I was finding it difficult to be taken that seriously. Like, and I am taken more seriously as healthcare. So I'm kind of running up against that interesting uh, investor how do you raise money as a woman when it's a very female driven product as well yeah. so like I've been advised to target venture capitalists who have wives and daughters like that's the advice I'm getting uh, yeah, well, that's like the whole me too thing isn't it it's only shocking to men if they think about what it was their daughter yeah. and you're like it's it should just be shocking to you full stop you don't need to know the person involved to yeah. be horrified Exactly. And you yeah. don't need to know someone with breast cancer to think that, that it's a worthwhile, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, and actually I'm working with an Irish lady based out of Paris and her business is called Global Invest Her. And all she does is raise, she gets women ready to raise money. But it's really interesting because we're talking about who, who we're going to look at. Because I want a good partner as well going forward. I yeah. want somebody who really cares about the business because I really care about it. And we're going to be targeting like women. Like We're going to be going after the, the female investors that are out there. Yeah. Um, because I have a much better chance of getting funded, which is the sad reality of the situation, unfortunately. And like when I started with Enterprise Ireland, which is like, it's like a state VC in Ireland. They invest in you and they'll give you money. So they have like an 8% shareholding now in, our, in, in Thea. When I first went to them, 7% of their clients were women, which was in 2012 now. This is like not a million years ago. <laughs> the old days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're now up to, I think, 47%. Wow. They have a female CEO. Okay. who's really driven the issue. But like they are, in fairness, incredible. But like I applied for their first grant that they put the word female in front of. No women were applying for it. Isn't that really interesting, though? I don't understand that. Well, I hadn't either. But, but when my accountant said to me, oh, there's a female feasibility fund, I was like, okay, I'm going to apply for that. But like the, fe the feasibility fund wasn't male only, but yeah. women were not applying to it. And when they put female in front of it, over 200 women applied to the first fund. And like it was competitive. So 30 of us went to pitch and 15 of us got the money. And we were, it was 20,000. It wasn't a massive amount of money, yeah. but it was to do the research. And you had to fund 50% yourself. 
And just on that point as well, I find this really interesting, the difference between men and women. The CEO, Julie Cinnamon, she was just recently appointed after, in 2012. And when they got the results of the women, you had to ask for what you wanted to use the money for, right? Now, me included, I literally broke it down to the penny. Like, I went and got market research companies to give me quotes. And, like, I think I eventually asked for, like, 9,780 or something. And she tells a story now that all the men, just ask for 20 <laughs> yeah. like all of them just ask for the maximum all yeah. the women we all broke it down like literally okay so this is what we would spend this 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 isn't that really interesting women sort of create a rational list and men just go well whatever let's just fill in the yeah. form and see what yeah. happens i'm amazing yeah. so you know i'll probably get the job <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh i'll probably get the money yeah. I'll just ask or i'll for probably all. get the money but, exactly yeah. it's a totally different mentality but unfortunately, I think in terms of entrepreneurship and growing women, um, I've become very passionate about this now. Um, and I want to one day be an investor. I'd love to be an investor of women. That's what I'd love to eventually end up as, as well as growing the company. But um, it's kind of like if you, can, if you can't see it, you can't be it. So from a role model point of view, we need more female role models for little girls to Absolutely. go, oh my God, I want to be that. I mean, men have enough role models yeah. but also when I'm going looking for money like um like it's kind of been proven that you give to what you can identify with so if I'm going into a group of lads um they're more likely to give to the lad who's gone in in front of me or the lad yeah. behind me than they're going to give to me so yeah. it's it's kind of we need 50 50 in order for there to be a better mix as well like yeah. it's kind because of, we look at problems completely differently to guys and also the women's market is is sometimes treated like it's a minority thing not like we are 50 percent of the population yeah the idea that oh that's just something women are interested in well even if it is just something that women are interested in we're a huge group of people and we have money and we do go shopping. So yeah. it's, it, it, it's, in many ways, women's business kind of treated like it's a niche. And even the way like um, razors, have you seen yes. it? Like they're more expensive. We've got less money because we're paid less and yeah. we're charged more for stuff. Yeah. Actually, just so you're saying, that just, really, just is interesting for me. We're importing into the States now. And um, it's 16.9% import duty for a bra into the States. Wow. Which is high. And briefs are 16 or 20%, depending on the type of briefs. And all male underwear is less. Boxer shorts and everything are less. Like, I have an American, Irish-American lady um, doing our logistics. She discovered this when we were looking into... She was like, what? I can't believe this. Like... They're charging different amounts. Of Is there any form of justification for it? Uh, well, we're we we've now actually we're questioning it. Too right. I know, I know. But I mean, look at me, little me, my little company. I'm kind of asking U.S. Customs, why have you got this yeah. policy? Why has nobody else asked this before, though? It's a really good point. Like obviously, when those rules were written, there was just men working in that department. Yes, <laughs> so clearly. Women don't wear pants, do they? There's zero percent VAT in Ireland and in the UK for mastectomy bras. Yeah. There's you don't get anything like in the states. There's no. It doesn't matter. Like it's uh, it's just a product like any other. Other they don't differentiate in the duty rates even between a mastectomy bra or like um, a sexy red bra, like we were talking about earlier. But I mean, a mastectomy bra is not a pleasure item. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a necessity that unfortunately a lot of women need to buy so so we're 
we're also doing that. So we, we're, we've actually asked the US Customs to de reclassify our products um, as medical devices and because medical devices come in at 0%, but mastectomy doesn't fall under a medical device at the moment under the rules in the States. So yeah. it's interesting. No matter how long I do this job, I every, every day I learn a fact that I just think, what? It must, be quite, it must be quite difficult, though, in a way. To... Yeah, well, sometimes you have conversations with people and you think, oh, this world is so depressing. <laughs> it's it's so stacked against us. And then other times, yeah. you know... You, you but look at what women are achieving, though. Well, that's precisely that. Can I ask you, if what advice would you give to a woman who had just been made redundant and was thinking, I'd like to start a business? If you've got a family, I would be 100% sure that you've got 100% support of your partner because it does become your other baby. Um, if you have a baby, you're going to have a second baby. I would definitely validate it with your market before you do anything. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who make their products and then try and find people to buy their products. So you need to go to the market and make sure that they want it before you do anything with it. That would be the market research. It would be the top of my list. In terms of raising money, go to your local enterprise office. Do you have them here? You do, actually, you do. They, they're state-run, but they will, um, they will give you small grants. So they will give you like feasibility money yeah. to go and help you. Um, so I would definitely start there. And then I would do a really good business plan and I go to your bank. I mean, you know, that's what they're there for. They talk an awful lot about, uh, about supporting startups. Yeah. So, or friends and family. I mean, I went to friends and family first and then we got private investment. But like it was bootlaced at the beginning with, there's an awful lot of Europe, European grants out there. Have I said, I'm not sure if I should say that. But there are an awful lot of European grants for innovation. You yeah. just need to know where to look for them. So And apply really quickly, I would imagine. Can I ask you what you think is going to happen in the referendum? With every fibre of my being, I'm hoping that it's going to get through. It could swing either way, I think. Definitely my generation, right? So I'm 41. So my generation down, we will all vote yes. And I actually need to make sure I'm home for it. <laughs> Thank you for reminding yeah, me. Book a flight now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, for example, like with my mother's generation... They just don't see it from the same point of view as us. So it's very black and white for them. Yeah. Like for me personally, I, that would not be a route that I would have gone down. And um, But it's not my place to sit yeah. in judgment of anybody else who, would want, who feels they have to or wants to. So for me, choice is what it's all about. And um, I, I really, really hope that it depends on how many young people come out. For a bit like your brags about here. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to depend on who comes out to vote on the yeah. day. If people assume it will get through... Yeah, that's always the danger, isn't it? It won't. Yeah. And do you know what was awful for me reading articles recently in some UK publications about Ireland and how backward we are about that? And seeing that like it's against... The, U the UN have said that we have to like introduce and everything... And to be from a country like that, and like you think, well, that's where I'm from, and it's not like that. And you're like, it is like that. So that's how they undervalue women. Yeah. But that's what we're viewed as. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, every time I go to Ireland, I think I could live here. I, I love this country. I, the people are, are, are gorgeous. The scenery is gorgeous. And, and then I think... Yeah, but I would be, in many ways, a second-class citizen. If I Actually, there's a, there's a new TD, well, she's not new, Kate O'Connell is her name, she's a, a TD in Ireland, and she's been very vocal about this. She's in the, she's in the government that's in power, but her story is really interesting. She, she, said something, she said something brilliant. If you don't mind abortion, 
for women who've been raped or in cases of incest, then your problem isn't with abortion, your problem's with the way that women have sex. And that that's what you've got to accept, is that there is no middle ground. You God, either... I didn't know she said that. That's yeah. amazing. She was personally told that her child might not survive and was told... Um, now, the child did and was fine, but was told that the child might have problems. And she was basically... She didn't even realise it. She was told, well, if you do decide to end it, there's a leaflet for, like a flight to the UK and she was like what like didn't even it yeah. hadn't dawned on her you couldn't we she couldn't do it in Ireland yeah and there there began her crusade thank you so much for your time this has been really interesting oh thank you I've really enjoyed it as well